Hello, and welcome to this episode of On Air with Air Cargo World. I'm your host, Ashley Marmeter, Associate Editor of Air Cargo World. In this episode, I spoke with Matt Petot, co-founder and CEO of Cargo AI. Matt founded Cargo AI in 2019, and the SaaS platform offers digital booking, rates, tracking, and analytics for freight forwarders, along with a suite of sustainability offerings for carbon emission reduction. Matt and I talked digital adoption, sustainability in air freight, and the 2022 peak season. Well, Matt, thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Um, I'm super excited to have you on and talk a little bit about Cargo AI, but I guess just to start off and introduce yourself to our listeners, um, who are you? What is your role at Cargo AI and what is Cargo AI? Thanks for having me, Ashley. So yeah, I'm I'm Matt Pito. I'm French, as you can probably hear. Um, I've been working in this industry for, for a while and then I left. So Basically, I started with, with Schenker, then Air France KLM for a while in New York and then in Paris. And then I moved to Singapore 11 years ago. I followed my wife. And there I, I managed to escape uh, Air Cargo and I worked for Dyson, the vacuum cleaner, the big vacuum cleaner company. And for them, I was in charge of innovation for the whole supply chain. So really working with startup and, and, and tech company to, to digitize their, their supply chain processes. And while I was doing that, I realized that the, that the, um, there was um, a lot of processes of products that didn't exist in air cargo. So three years ago, I decided to create Cargo AI with really the intention to build a tech company um, and bringing basically best practices and, and, and product knowledge and technology from other industry. Um, and that's really what Cargo AI is. Yeah. Um, I noticed that you started Cargo AI in 2019. Can you talk a little bit about what was it like launching this product pre-pandemic? And we've obviously seen the air freight industry go through a lot of changes in the past couple of years. Um, Can you talk about just navigating this very uncharted territory as a tech company? Yeah, so I started just before the pandemic and... um and uh, another time, so we were we we basically started the pandemic. We were six months old, um, and so when people ask me if it's help or, or if the pandemic helped or it didn't help, um, it's hard to answer basically because um, right. um, I think there was they, they, they at the point the the airlines needed to invest to connect to us, uh, and then the investment were frozen with with the pandemic. So all the airlines that we got in the last uh, three years that we are connected to Cargo AI, we are probably investment that we are made prior to that. So I think um, in in the end, uh, the pandemic didn't help much, um, uh, except that, of course, there is a, there is really an acceleration for the need of digital tools and, and people realize that more than ever. And so that's uh, that's why now I think uh, that's why we we have the, the this kind of success so far is because people really need understand now that they need to change and it's and it's okay to change like like if you see remote working maybe people have been trying to work remotely for one or twice a, a day a week for years but but people were afraid to change and with the pandemic they realize oh actually I, I, we can do this we can be three days a week without seeing each other and it still works. And I think it's the same for, for digital booking as an example. We there, there have been tests in the past with GFX and CPS 20 years ago and, and but but uh, but it was not really ready and now people realize that well I don't need to send an email anymore. I don't need to call somebody to to make a booking again with online. 
Right. Uh, can you just talk about that a little bit more? Obviously, like you mentioned, this industry has surged in digital adoption. People are jumping onto all sorts of different technological solutions to streamline and automate. Um, how have you sort of seen the market shift in the past two years when it comes to yeah. specifically API adoption and digital booking, like you mentioned? So, so what's what's really interesting is that I think we, we see it's it's also the process and also the kind of tech company that we are, which uh, which is new. So, if I give you an example, before the the airline and the freight forwarder have have always been used to have big IT complex project, and before they were like maybe one year to to find which system they're going to use, and then one year or two years of implementation, and if everything was okay, then when we're launching for ten years, um, and what we we see with our platform and, and our tools is that we really bring the the SaaS model for, from other industry where where actually it comes from it starts with the user. So as an example, we have now six thousand five hundred freight forwarder using our platform, wow. um, and and we never talked to HQ yet. So we we are only started with with the people coming online. Uh, launching, uh, creating an account, launching an account and starting to make booking. And this was not possible before in terms of um, of digital adoption because it has to be controlled by HQ. It had to be um, uh, um, during a long process of, of basically RFP, RFQ and an implementation. And now with the tool that we have, there is no implementation. There is no training because the, 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 the tool is very user friendly. Same as when you use Gmail, right, or Facebook, you don't need any training. It's it's kind of easy to use. Um, so it doesn't mean that we don't talk to HQ, of course, because the freight forwarder still wants to, they don't want to have thousands of different tools. So we need to be able to integrate to their TMS. And that's really what we are working on also. Yeah, I know that's something when it comes to digital adoption and booking and payment and these different services is um, customer interface or um, customer service tools in general, right? Pairing the air freight industry knowledge with the IT knowledge. Can you talk a little bit about that and um, sort of those hiccups that you might run into and how you can help streamline that? Um, I know it takes both industry knowledge and technological knowledge. So how do you pair those two things and make it the best tool for your users? Yeah, and I think first is not technology because the, the air cargo is so far in terms of technology compared to other industry that, to to be honest, we are not really bringing technology. Like mm-hmm. bringing technology to air cargo will, will or innovative technology will mean that we bring like blockchain or this kind of stuff, and and that we are far from that. So right. we are not innovating in terms of technology. We are basically more innovating um, for air cargo again. Um, which is late from other industry, which is the trend that we've seen 10 years or 20 years ago with with the tool like Salesforce that everybody is using in other industry and it just started in 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 um, in air cargo. But so basically, it it means that it's really the usability of the tool and exactly as you said. So it's how how friendly a, a tool is is to to be used. Um, and for this, you need some knowledge and some expertise, which uh, which is uh, really. What we have at Cargo AI, we have half the team really experts in air cargo, and, and the rest is expert in in, in modern uh, digital tools. And and then when the expertise is, is is then you have a process of product uh, development, and this process is really talking to you the user on a daily basis. So we are very very, uh, I mean we we can even always do better, but but we are really trying to connect to our users on a daily basis to to get their feedback to see okay what's what can we improve how can we do better how can we 
and there is so many use cases out there. So that, and that's really the more than technology is this is this design this product design process that we have implemented, which is uh, which is really new. Right. Um, speaking of new, I know Cargo AI also launched um, a new offering for its Cargo Two Zero suite, the CO two efficiency score. Can you talk a little bit about that and what this new service is? Yeah, so we we have since last year we we launch uh, uh, we have the CO2 measurement in all our bookings in all our, on our platform, so the forwarder can see it. And and um, and to be honest, we think we are in a bit in advance uh, compared to the needs of the freight forwarder. But but, it, but being a young company with a lot of young people, it's it's really something very important to all of us. So we we want to be ahead of the curve on that. And what we did this year. And announced last week, and, and we just launched uh, this month, is basically being able for we have the we have a lot of data. So for each shipment that is booked on Cargo AI, we know exactly what is the CO2 for this shipment based on the exact routing, the exact aircraft type, aircraft code, uh, and using the the standard that are that are calculating the CO2. What we also know is what are all the other routes that were out there. So. When a forwarder makes a booking, we are, we are comparing all the other airlines that are on Cargo AI. So we know from all of the all, all other airlines what are their the other CO2 uh, measurements. So we can give an efficiency score for this specific booking compared to the to the most efficient. And then what we're really trying with that is to have the reporting capability for for the freight forwarder, so they can have the discussion with their shipper to say, okay. Listen, you want you tell me you want you want to have uh, you want to be CO2 neutral. You want to have a, a great CO2, but at the same time you tell me that you want to have the cheapest price. So here are the here is exactly the data on this route. What what we are doing now is maybe 70% efficient. If you want to achieve 100%, this is going to cost you 20% uh, US dollar more. And this is exactly the data that we have with our with all our database, all our all our search, uh, all our bookings on the free, uh, on uh, on Cargo AI, and this is really really useful. Um, and I think that's really what we are trying to do with this product is is build the the, the conversation between the freight forwarder and its shipper, so they can then make the right choice and and decide. But then also the Cargo Two Zero is is really it's 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 a suite of solution that we because we really again believe in into this so we really we are going to announce also more stuff we are working on on more stuff into this solution um and this is something that we are very proud of yeah that's awesome i know the industry is really um striving to find those creative solutions when it comes to decarbonization or moving to be carbon neutral um and especially in the air freight industry we're having lots of conversations about you know what's the balance of utilizing SAF versus utilizing green um, yeah. technology or um, electric vehicles or things like that. So um, have you yeah. found in the data so far, you know, what solutions are? Obviously, air freight is a huge generator of carbon emissions, and that's something that um, carriers and shippers will have to balance within their own tech. But um, what sorts of solutions are working when it comes to decarbonizing um, transportation and shipping? So, uh of of course, not using air cargo is is the is the, I would say the the the, the solution that uh, reduces the most. But we are not there. We can't we can't influence uh, that people buy e-commerce and they need more and more air cargo. So this this we can't influence at Cargo A. We can't do much about it. What we can do is make sure that 
the, the second thing is when they need to have a booking, when, when there need to be a cargo on board, what we can influence is making sure that um, as as much as possible, this freight goes on the on the on the most direct airplane, basically, mm-hmm. and the and the best and the best uh, efficient airplane. And that's that's what we do with our CO2 efficiency score. We, we can't really push anybody, but we can try to steer and, and by showing it and, and, and having the conversation. And then there is a, a last step, which is which should be a reduction. Then, um, and for this, we really think that yeah, EV vehicle for the trucking or, or SAF are the best solution. Um, in theory, compensation is offsetting is, is a great solution uh, when you plant trees. But uh, but but we know it's not really working so well right now. That, but so SAF is really where I think people need to invest now. Yeah, for sure. So I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about um, peak season, actually. You know, as a booking company, um, you see a lot when it comes to capacity and overall trends. Uh, do you think we're going to have a winter peak season in a couple months? I know Air Freight has... Um, had some crazy highs when it comes to PPE shipments and things like that in the past couple of years, but are we looking yeah, super, toward a peak? I think the, the peak is supposed to start here already. In, has has su, supposed to have started in some region already. Uh, and um, so to to be honest, and with our data, it's very hard to see because uh, to to judge right now because we um, we are growing very fast. So every week we have maybe 300 freight forwarders that are joining us and, and using our platform. So so the demand is increasing. And so what we will need is basically um, cut the demand uh, and, and I mean, do some reporting where we only look at the demand of the forwarder that we are here last year. And But right. with such a growth, it's very, it's very hard to say. So right now it's hard on our side to really say if, if, uh, from our data. Um, but we have, as you say, we have, we do have some capacity data with our flight module. So we, we have, a, we we can see on the, for the next three weeks how is the capacity doing, and uh, and so far it's it's uh, the capacity is there, but we don't know if if the plane are full or not yet. Um, yeah. But what we hear is that yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, slowing down. Um, we hear some people say there is no peak. Some people say that there are a lot of the of the allocation are basically getting empty um, or, or, or reduce. Right. Um, so, but but also you don't know if it's because people were too cautious after what happened in the last three years and or two years, uh, and 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 with shipping uh, being still uh, very high in terms of price. Um, so it it would be interesting to to see. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's slowing down for sure. Yeah. Um, and the other forecast I wanted to get from you is in regard to digital adoption. Obviously, again, we've mentioned it's surged in the past couple of years, but do you see this exponential growth continuing or do you think it's going to level out a little bit as people settle into different digital solutions or digital booking technologies? So we, we, on really on our distribution side, what we see is that, um, and I know there was WCS last week and 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 to be honest, so th- there is no airline that doesn't, doesn't want to be digital. All the one we talk to, they all want to be on the on the three platforms. So uh, also Freitos, Cargo One, uh, and uh, and us. Um, it's in their interest to have uh, to be on three platform, and 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 they want to have healthy competition. So we see, and they all they were not ready before because they were at different stage on their side of, of maturity, but uh, we all see that they are all coming. Uh, so between now and, and next year, I think we'll, we'll continue to see a, a 
weekly announcement of new airlines uh, coming uh, to the platform. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really matter too much which one they go first. In the end, they all go to the same platform, mm-hmm. to the three platforms, sorry. But what is important is to have the other services. And and and, and that's also where we, I think, have a, have a strong point because we know we are the, the, the most uh, the easiest to use and with the most feature um so that that's so that's great to to have that um and and the freight forwarder are really i don't know if it's accelerating but because the airlines are coming then also the freight forwarder are, are also coming and at one point what what we need to understand is that the airlines are launching their own website at the same time and, and which which again well is very new uh, so in 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 one or two years, the freight forwarder will have the choice to say, okay, should I should I book on on ten de- different airline websites or should I go on 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 the platform where it's basically everything is easier. Um, what and the, finally, what we see also and and I think is is very interesting. Um, again, talking to WCS and IATA is is we see that the speed now of uh, developing new products uh, such as Cargo AI or, or Cargo 2.0 or other product project that we have is um, has really accelerating. So that's why you have new innovative products that didn't exist before, and that's why the traditional IT companies or even uh, even Ayata uh, as as a product uh, um, uh, with, with all the product that have uh, that has Ayata have um, it's very hard for them to keep up or to be able to. To, um, to launch new product if they don't get agile uh, the same as we are because yes it's good to have a big organization but the new ideas come generally from the from the smallest organization but they can be more faster and more agile right um, yeah I guess sort of to wrap up I wanted to ask is there anything new or enhanced that we can look forward to from cargo AI in the future anything you can um, tease us with to close out? No, so yeah, I mean, every two weeks there is new feature. So for whatever, I receive a newsletter saying every two weeks with a, um, I mean, la- last week we just announced that uh, for our, to our user that they could ma- now take a picture of the dimension and then we will automatically read the dimension and, and, and launch it on Cargo AI. And, and I think only this a few years ago would have been like a, wow, a whole product in its own. And, and for us, it's just a, a small enhancement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's nothing that we invented. It's just something that exists in other industry, and we just bring it to Aircargo. But um, no, but in, in more in a, in a bigger way, I think towards between now and the end of the year, we're going to we are working very hard to make it even more simpler for freight forwarder, especially for small freight forwarder, to be able to book with the airline. So we're trying to cut all the barriers um, that are that exist today, where with a traditional um, process that you have to to have an account with an airline to be able to book with an airline and, and you need to have airwebill stock and you need to so all this um, is quite complex and uh, and we are again putting all those barriers down one by one and I think next year we'll have a fantastic product that any freight forwarder in the world can start to use and and book instantly with all the airlines. That's awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It was great to learn more about Cargo AI and some of the new solutions that you're implementing. And uh, yeah, just thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you very much. And maybe I see you in Miami in November. You will. I will be there. So yeah, we'll have to catch up then. Thanks also to our listeners and to Air Cargo World's readers. 
You can download and listen to this podcast and other episodes at aircargoworld.com and on iTunes and Spotify.